Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. In this podcast, you'll learn actionable strategies to deal with infertility from Dr. Michael Chapman, or Prof as he's affectionately known. Prof is the co-founder of IVF Australia and is a leading Australian infertility specialist who has helped over 3,000 couples realise their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. That first cry of a baby born after the long journey of IVF remains one of the most beautiful experiences in the world. As an obstetrician and an IVF specialist, I've had the privilege of experiencing this over many thousands of times in my long career, but I still remain moved by each baby's first cry. It signifies the end of a long journey and the beginning of a new life. This is Professor Michael Chapman, co-founder of IVF Australia and host of the IVF Journey podcast. Thanks for tuning in. To access all the previous episodes, head over to my website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. You'll also be able to find the various services that we provide at IVF Australia. So, it was brought to my attention today of an image that's been doing the rounds on the internet and gone viral, in fact of a lovely baby surrounded by a heart made up of 1,600 syringes, indicating how long it had taken for this couple to actually have a baby. 1,600 syringes probably means something in the order of 40 attempts to have a baby through IVF. Should they have gone on that long? That's the question. They got their baby, that's what they wanted, and so for them, the expense, the pain, the suffering to get there was probably worthwhile. And certainly I see many patients who are prepared to go on and on in the quest of getting that baby they so desperately want. But it does beg the question, when should you give up? Ultimately, the question I ask couples is... In 10 to 15 years' time, when you look back, do you believe that you will feel comfortable that you've done everything possible to have a baby? And when you reach that point, that's the time to stop. If you think that you're not going to feel bad that you didn't go on. Now, reaching that decision is a combination of factors. For some, it's the harsh reality that financially they can't afford to go on. And that, even in 20 years' time, is going to be something you go back to and say, maybe we should have mortgaged the house or whatever. But at that point in time, you have, have made a decision and you've, and you've got to believe that that was the right thing to do. Other couples give up because psychologically it's all too trying. And the trade-off is 
do I want to put myself through more psychological trauma for what might be a relatively low risk of success? For some couples, that can be as quick as the first cycle that didn't work. For others, and I've certainly had women over 30 cycles of treatment, finally give up. Emotionally, it varies substantially between couples, between women, as to when enough is enough. The next point at which couples will make a decision or mothers will make, potential mothers will make a decision is when they're faced with the harsh realities of the outcome of the cycle. So if you are a woman who's been through a cycle and even if you got eggs, none of them fertilized, and that happened on more than one occasion, most women would give up. Not everybody, but most women. And that conversation between the patient and the doctor is vital to put in perspective what the realistic chances are of having a baby having had failed cycles. Today I've seen a lady, in fact, who's 46 and she's had two cycles which didn't get to egg collection. We had a detailed conversation today about the fact that her odds of a pregnancy, nothing less than a miracle if it occurred. But she, in her own mind, had set a goal of three cycles and she wants to go on and give it one more go. At the end of that, I think she will decide that she has reached that point where she'll never look back and say, I regret not going on. It's a fairly harsh conversation that I have to have with patients, trying to convince them that the reality is hopelessness, not hope. The other things that determine how long you should go on predominantly are around success. So you can get embryos and have multiple transfers of embryos and still not get pregnant. We're getting cleverer at sorting those out in the sense of genetically testing those embryos before they get back. And that often gives the answer that we've been looking for, that really all the embryos were genetically abnormal. And that genetic abnormality is a reality of any conception. At 30, that risk is probably around 40% of an abnormal genetic makeup. By 40, that's risen to 70%. By 45, it's 98% of embryos that are created in IVF are genetically abnormal. So what's the chance? Why continue on if you're continually producing aneuploid embryos? Some people say we should age limit uh, Medicare benefits on the basis of age and the, the odds of success and they, that people should just give up. I'm not convinced that that's true. I think the outcome of IVF is not only a baby, but also if you fail, being satisfied you've done everything possible to try and, and resolve the unmet need of wanting your own baby. So certainly I do treat older women, perhaps more than my colleagues think I should, but it's not done without detailed counselling and a realistic view of the outcome. Of those women who I say it's time to give up, probably 75 to 80% do, but there still is the 20% who, despite what I say, 
still wish to pursue the Holy Grail, despite the odds being virtually zero. The statistics, particularly related to age, are pretty straightforward. Once you get over 45, the odds of a pregnancy, cycle after cycle, is less than 1%. Between 40 and 45, the odds of a pregnancy in one cycle varies between around 15% at around 40 down to less than 5% at 45. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't try if you really need to have gone through the process to be able to look back in the future and say, I did everything possible that technology has provided in 2018. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 111 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.